0: Good morning, welcome to Whitburn Pentecostal Church, welcome to Church Online. We're so glad that you can join us again today and I just hope and pray that you can stay with us through to the end of the service today because we have a couple of uh, guests sharing with us. Uh, A young lady from uh, the church here in in this house called Victoria, she's going to be sharing part of her story today and we also have Jamie and Christine Tong sharing with us today. Jamie uh, has... uh, Jamie and Christine were supposed to be with us this weekend in person but they can't be here obviously because of the restrictions however they're with us on the video Uh, Christine's going to be reading the scriptures for us and Jamie's going to be sharing uh, just a a cracking word from uh, Luke chapter 5 on the calling of the disciples so I hope that you can join us for that and uh, really stay tuned in and plugged in uh, to what uh, Jamie has to say to us today so let's before we do that worship Uh, We're coming before God. He is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords, and He is the reason that we do what we do. He is the reason that we worship. He is the reason that the songs rise within our hearts, and we're going to sing praise to Him this morning. Sarah's going to lead us in our songs this morning, and uh, we have our our, uh, Roy family band here today again, and uh, our technical operator, Mary, who's working the words and uh, we maybe uh, can pray for her uh, because she's just not been feeling so well this week and so it's great that she's here doing that so let's just pray as we come before the king of kings this morning Mm -hmm. father we just thank you that you're with us we thank you that you never leave us you never forsake us lord we thank you uh, that you live in our hearts and we just want to worship you with all that is within us Father, we want to lift up our voices in song today. And Father, we just want to make room for you in our hearts and lives and in our homes and uh, in our fellowship, Father. And we just pray that you come today and live in our praise. Father, I just pray your blessing on every person who's tuned in today. Father, whether they're part of our church, Portburn Pentecostal or not. Um, father it makes no difference to us we just pray your blessing on every single one and father may each one who's tuned in uh, to the sound uh, of the worship today father really be blessed as they uh, just enter into all that you're doing and so father we just pray move amongst us we we ask these things in jesus name amen amen let's praise him we just thank you that the Jesus who walked the earth is the same Jesus who is alive, who is sitting beside you at your right hand, who prays for us and who sends his spirit to empower us so that we can see the same miracles. And Father, we just pray that you would come and that you would perform the same miracles. Father, that we would see these things in our time and in our generation. Father, that we would see them in our fellowship, in our community. Because, Father, we realize that our community needs to see the miraculous power of God. And so, Father, we just pray that you demonstrate your power for your name's sake. Father, that people would see that you are the miracle-working God. And so, Father, we just pray that you would come. Father, we thank you that you have performed miracles. Father, we thank you for Victoria, who's going to share her story. And, Father, that's just a miracle in itself. And, Father, we just thank you for that and the many others And Father, we just look forward to hearing from uh, more in our fellowship who are walking miracles. Father, those who have been set free uh, from the things of the past and have been given a new hope and a new future. And Father, we just thank you that you're in this moment, that you're here. And Father, you are a miracle-working God. And Father, as we pray these things, Lord, we just remember those who need a touch from you. Father, we think of those in our community who are uh, grieving over the loss of a loved one due to uh, this horrible virus and father we pray that you come and that you comfort them father people that we know personally uh, who have through such a difficult time and father we just pray that you come and that your hand would be upon them father that you would just come and minister peace and comfort into their lives father for those who are struggling just now with this disease who are uh, struggling with the effects of it and father maybe in Uh, ICU or in hospital or in a care home Father we just pray that your hand would be upon each one and Father that you cause them to recover because Father we realize that you're a God who loves us, you're a God who cares for us, Father you're a God who cares for this world and Father what you created to be perfect and good Father got messed up with sin and father we just pray that you'd help us to continue to pray for those in our world who need that touch who need that visible demonstration of your presence father maybe maybe there are people listening to this today who need a miracle and father we just pray we pray that you would uh, reach out your hand and just deliver that miracle father we ask these things in jesus name we ask these things in his name and just as we are in this moment if you are needing a touch from God if you're needing a miracle if you're needing a, a healing for your body or your mind or whatever it is and maybe you need a financial miracle then I just encourage you to to just bow your head just now and we're going to pray again and we're going to just seek God for for that miracle so let's just bow our heads and pray and I want you to do something tangible I want you to just hold out your hands And I want you to just be ready to receive from God. I want you to take a step of faith this morning and just hold out your hands, ready to receive what God has for you. We need to step out in faith and believe God and we need to pray. The Bible says that if we have faith the size of a grain of mustard, we can say to a mountain, be moved and it will be gone. And so can I encourage you to do that? Let's just pray. Father, we reach out to you with expectant hearts. And Father, I just pray that as we do this, you would cause faith to rise in our hearts. Father, cause faith to rise in our hearts for the things which we need today. Father, those miracles which we need. Father, the things which we need from you. Lord, we just pray that you would come. And Father, that you would deposit something of your presence, of your spirit, of your power, of your might, of your glory into every heart and into every life. Father, everyone who reaches out to you in faith and expectation today, Father, we pray that you would come. And Father, that you minister to every soul. Father, we pray for your peace to be upon everyone who listens to this uh, service today. Lord, may there be such a sense of your presence. And may you be glorified and lifted up in our praise, in our prayers, in our fellowship, in our worship, in everything we do as a church. Father, we pray that you would be lifted up. We want people to see you, Father. We want people to see Jesus. We want people to experience the Holy Spirit in and through them, working in their lives. And so, Father, we just pray to that end that you would come and that you would do many miracles. Father, that you bring transformation into homes and into hearts. And so, Father, we just keep seeking you. We keep stepping out in faith. We keep following you. And, Father, we remember these words of Galatians, not to give up, because at the right time, we'll reap a harvest. And we just look to that, we look to that today. And I, I just pray that as we experience uh, what's gonna be shared in just a moment, that we uh, just continue to reach out in faith. As Victoria shares part of her story, then I, I, I just really pray, pray that you're blessed by that. And as uh, Jamie and Christine come and share, may your heart be open to receive all that they have for you. And so just be, be tuned in, ready to listen and to receive what God has for you today.
1: Hi, I'm Victoria. And I'm just going to share a bit about my testimony with you guys. So I grew up in a family who weren't Christians and didn't really come to church or anything like that. I had no Christian background. Um, and when I was 13, 14, my best friend asked me if I'd go to um, the Christian Union at my high school. And I was like really hesitant towards going. I was like, absolutely not. I don't really want to have anything to do with this God thing. Um, But she kind of was really good at persuading me and saying, like, I do everything you want to do, so you should come and do this for me. And so um, about a month later, we decided we would go. And I walked in and I met the pastor and his wife and they were annoyingly really nice. (laughs) I thought, um, you know, I'd walk into the room and it would just be judgment and just, yeah, I did think it'd be really nice. Um, So I was really taken back by that and taken back by their kindness towards me and a few weeks later after going they told us about a conference that was coming up in Glasgow called Champion and I wasn't sure if I was going to go but again my best friend was really good at convincing me about why I should be there and saying that she'd been before and she'd be there and so I thought okay I'll give it a go and so I showed up at the, the school to go on the bus and my friend didn't even show up (laughs) and so I kind of had to hang out with like my sister and her friends and the pastor's wife which was a bit awkward but I got into this conference and it was so far different to what I thought it would be. I didn't really know what I'd signed up to go to um, other than the fact that I knew it was going to be in Glasgow and it was called Champion. So I got into this building and there was this massive lit up 3D cross and there was a live band and yeah, there were just all these really weird things and they, during their singing, everybody had their hands in the air and I was like, where am I? What am I doing? This is, this is just a bit mad. Um, however, there was something that really stuck out to me during the sermon part. Um, there was a man called Don Essence from Compassion that was speaking about Father and the Fatherless. And for me, and my sister who was with us, um, that really meant something to us because our dad growing up was an alcoholic and all we'd really known was anger and, and like fighting and shouting and all those kind of things. And our dad had recently just left the family home and we were struggling with that. Well, I certainly was struggling with that because I was such a daddy's girl. And when Don was talking about God being a father, I thought, this is not right. There's not, God can't be a dad. And the only thing that I'd known of a dad was was negative and wasn't full of love and acceptance and forgiveness so it was just a, a lot going on in those few moments but Don gave an invitation for people to go to the front to become a Christian and you know I would never have been the type of girl to go and say oh I'm going to do this I'm going to go to the front and give my life to Jesus because that's not who I was. But I ended up doing it, I ended up standing up and I looked over and I seen that my sister had stood up as well and it felt like we were the only two people in the room and that he had been told about our dad and he was talking directly to us. And so we went forward that night and became Christians and when we were on the bus coming back home our pastor's wife had invited us to come to church on Sunday and I was kind of hesitant about it, I was like I don't know how my family would respond, too much has happened tonight I just need time to process it. But all throughout the weekend. I couldn't stop thinking about what had happened Um, and we were kind of going to and from like do we go do we not go and then on the Sunday morning we decided at last minute that we would go and you know I just remember walking into the church when we finally found it and Mary just coming running up to me with her arms open wide and there was just something really special about this church that they had something that I didn't know that they had and it was a bit annoying because they were just so happy and so welcoming and so I kept going and kept going and I was really intrigued by it but at the same time of becoming a Christian I was really struggling with school, I was getting bullied, I had really bad anxiety and you know my dad had left and so that was hard um, and I was struggling with an eating disorder at the same time and just struggling with where my identity was found and about feeling wanted by people and constantly feeling lonely and I went to Soul Survivor in England for the first time and there was quite a lot of people there but I felt really lonely, I felt like I was so isolated and it wasn't because anybody was making me feel like that but it was just how I'd felt for so long and I just remember some people praying for me and getting filled with the Holy Spirit and I feel like I came back home finally ready to discover where my identity was found And over the past eight years, I've experienced some amazing things. I feel like I finally know who I am. I know that I'm a daughter of the king and I know that I'm not alone and I know where my worth is found. So yeah, that's my testimony.
2: Good morning, everyone. It's really good to be with you this morning, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's uh, really uh, weird uh, we are. We should have been with you guys this Sunday uh, in Whitburn, but of course we're not. We're here uh, in uh, Driffield in Yorkshire and uh, getting used to doing church online. Um, this morning we uh, ran what's called our prayer storm. We run that every day. Somebody in the church uh, will do a prayer storm, runs for half an hour. It was our turn this morning and we're really getting used to using all this technology. But hey, here we are, really lovely. Can't see you, but we just pray that God is richly going to bless you uh, in all that you do and look forward to when we can be up there with Stevie and Mary and the rest of uh, the church uh, in, in Whitburn. First of all, we're going to this morning, Christian's going to read from the Word of God. We're going to be looking at uh, Jesus' calling of the first disciples um so Christian's going to read that account for us right now
3: it's luke 5 if you want to follow it one day as jesus was standing by the lake of gennesaret with the people crowding around him and listening to the word of god he saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets He got into one of the boats the one belonging to Simon and asked him to put out a little from the shore then he sat down and taught the people from the boat when he had finished speaking he said to Simon put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch and Simon answered master we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything but because you say so I will let down the nets. And when they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. And when Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knee and said, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. And then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on you will catch men. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him.
2: Lovely. Thank you, Christine. So, I want you to picture the scene that we have before us today. I don't know about you, but I love to visualise what's going on in Scripture. Here we have Jesus, he's down near the Sea of Galilee. I just assume it's a good day, a nice, lovely, sunny day. Hope it was. Uh, But Jesus is there and a crowd is gathering and so he starts to teach the people. I don't know about you, but so many times i really would have loved to have known what jesus said to the people at those times So it isn't recorded but hey we we have amazing stuff anyway so jesus is there and the crowd is gathering and getting bigger so jesus uh looks and he sees these boats and he sees an empty boat um And he went up and he got into this empty boat and he said to Simon Peter, whose boat it was, push out a little from the shore. And so he entered into an empty boat. This morning I I, I want to just challenge us through what's been going on over these past uh, weeks now, uh, there will have appeared in our lives empty spaces And, you know, I believe that Jesus looks for empty spaces in our lives to get into. Peter's boat was there and Jesus got into it because it was empty. It wasn't full of other stuff. It was empty. And when he got in, he asked him to move out and, you know, uh, create for Jesus space. I want to say this morning that Jesus is looking for empty spaces in our lives, in the world around us. Uh, Great opportunities. Haven't there been some amazing opportunities for us as churches over the past weeks to be able to reach into empty spaces in people's lives? And you know, Jesus wants to use that uh, for you and for me. He wants to invade those empty spaces in our lives. Is there empty spaces in your life, in your economy, in your finances, in your work situation? Has it changed? Um, All sorts of different things. We need to be inviting him in and saying, Lord, there's this area of my life. It might be that uh, uh, something has occurred. You know, I don't know about you guys up there, but we've been clapping for the NHS. And uh, standing out on the door, to be honest, it made me feel a little bit stupid, but what I realized was that uh, there were so many people out there that we could talk to across the road. Um, Our neighbors, people down the road. There was uh, a group of elderly people that came out, oh, a good 200 yards away from us. And on the last night, Christine went over and uh, at a distance started to speak to them. And they said, we come out, Because to meet people, empty spaces, empty spaces, not only in our lives, but in situations around us that he can uh, get into. The second thing that I see that we have here with Jesus is that he said to Peter, push out a little from the shore. So Peter just moves the boat out and Jesus is able to minister to those around him. We know that sound travels much, much easier across water than it does across land. And uh, Jesus was obviously using this to be able to maybe reach a, la- a wider uh, group of people as the uh, as as the group that were listening increased in size. And so we see that he's speaking to them from a different position. You see, Jesus were entered into an empty space and then he repositioned that empty space so that he could minister at a better level. Jesus enters, Jesus manoeuvres, and then Jesus ministers. In Revelation chapter 4, verse 1, uh, we find these words that say, come up here and I will show you what is about to happen. Um, In Exodus 24, verse 12, God speaks to Moses and he says, Moses, come up the mountain. And over and over again, God repositions people in the Old Testament that they might hear him, that they might obey him, and that they might fulfill his will and purpose their lives. There's a next season that's coming. And in that next season, we need to be in the right place. There have been a lot of prophetic uh, uh, words that have been coming out um, for for a little while, uh, first off in lockdown. Uh, Jared Cooper, our senior pastor, uh, did a lot of stuff on the prophetic and was getting uh, prophets from all over the world to speak about what was happening and what would happen it's been really interesting but every single one of them have said that it's, it's going to be something new it's going to be something new um, now how that will look we don't know but one of the things that we do know is that God wants to maneuver his church and indeed he has been doing hasn't he maneuvering his church into the right place at the right point to be able to reach people more people are going to church online uh, that have never done so before, uh, reaching a congregation that has never set foot into a church. And I've looked, Chris and I have looked uh, over various weeks at what different churches are doing online. But do you know what? Just about everyone make an appeal. Come to Jesus. He wants to change your life. What opportunities there are today. Um, that God gives but we need to be able to maneuver into the right place that we can become effective and maybe there needs to be some maneuvering within our relationship with God our relationship with our family our relationship with the church our relationship in work and in our neighborhood what does God want to do with us to be able to bring us to that place where we can be so much more effective for him the next thing that um, I see is that there was uh, the disciples had been or who became the disciples the fishermen had been washing their nets they've been washing their nets now we know that it says that uh, they'd caught nothing all night and I'm thinking so why would they wash their nets and uh, so I contacted some uh, Friends of ours, people in our church up in uh, Shetland, and uh, say, uh, John was a fisherman and for, for many, many years had his own boat. I said, John, why, uh, why, did you, uh, why would they clean their nets? And he said, simple, because they needed to wash off algae and get rid of debris out of the nets and make sure that they were okay. Did they need mending? Had anything snagged them? So that they were ready and in good condition for the next fishing trip. And you know what those fishermen, they didn't come home, uh, fished all night and then went to bed. They came back, washed their nets before they did anything else. You see they were getting ready. And because they were ready they didn't realise their next fishing trip was coming much sooner than they thought. In Matthew chapter 25, we find the account of uh, the parable of the ten young women who, it says, five were wise and five were foolish. The five wise were prepared and ready for what was to come next, but the five foolish weren't. And, uh, you know, we need to be prepared. We need to be prepared for what God has got for us in the next season that he is bringing. We need to prepare our relationship with God. I don't know about you, but things have been happening in my life during this extended period of time when we're at home. You might think, well, you're retired, so hey, what else have you got to do? Well, you'd be surprised. Um, Chris and I travel thousands of miles um, uh, to the network churches that we work with uh, through our church. Speaking and visiting leaders and doing that sort of stuff. Since lockdown, I looked at my car the other day. We've done about 180 miles since lockdown came in. Instead of uh, a couple of thousand miles. And you know, things are different. And so we've been able to do different things and get ready. Get ready. uh, Be prepared. Um, And we need that. In Revelation chapter 3... Verse 20, Uh, we are all familiar with this amazing truth. We love to preach. How many times has the preacher preached on Revelation chapter 3, verses 20, at an evangelical event? Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will open, I will come in. And, uh, you know, but if we put that scripture into context, it's actually speaking to the church. It's a letter that Jesus is writing to the church. And a church that's not actually doing very well at the time, the Church of Laodicea. Um, and he says this uh, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will hear my voice, I will open it. And I will, he will open it and I will come in. Hear his voice. you not, hear my knocking, hear my voice. Well, what's he saying? And in fact, if you look in verse 19, the previous verse, it says, um, Uh, Jesus is saying repent repent and you know the voice of Jesus what he's saying to his church is repent now we have this negative attitude towards the word repent it means to change the way I'm thinking and you know for us as church we need to change the way we think about how we do church how we reach the world because we need to be effective and so we need to be prepared and so as uh, that that voice comes to us be ready and in my own life there are things that god has spoken to me about and said jamie you need to do this you need to change this and we all need that and it's called repentance is changing the way i think from the way i want to do things to the way that god does things and then lastly my last point that we have today first of all we've seen that christ is lord of the empty space he wants to be in that empty space in our life secondly that he maneuvered into a position where he can work and minister that thirdly that there's a prepared and readiness in 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 our lives and then fourthly and lastly put out into the deep a willingness to go out when they're, in all intents and purposes, they shouldn't have done. Fish, if you know anything about fish, you will know that fish in the daytime go deep. They go deep because they're going away from the light into the darkness down below. But at night when there's no uh, sun, they come further to the surface and feed. And that's why fishing at night is, uh, is better than during the day. But you know, Jesus has a plan and a purpose, and he's looking for obedience more than he's looking for skill and ability. And so these guys, uh, Simon says to him, Lord, we fished all night and caught nothing, but if you say so, we'll do it. And they went out into the deep, put down the net, and we all know that they had a great catch. And, you know, we need to be ready to obey what he teaches us to do and tells us to do. I want to close with uh, Isaiah. Isaiah, in Isaiah chapter 6, if you're a Bible student, you will know this scripture well. If you don't, Isaiah chapter 6, read it for yourself later. And Isaiah uh, has an encounter with God. You see, it says that in the year that king uzziah died i saw the lord now theologians believe that isaiah was actually uh related to uh king uzziah and uh, so it was a devastation to him that the king had died he lost somebody close to him and it was in that time of emptiness that god stepped in and as he saw god god gave him a revelation god invaded his empty space he also saw the lord he says he saw it from a different perspective because he was in a different place he saw it from a different perspective he said and i saw the lord high and lifted up and his train filled the temple and you know my friends there is just something about this whole thing that he was in a different realm he saw things from a different position And so, you know what we find? We find that he saw himself as he was. Uh, He says, woe is me, for I am undone, the King James Version puts it. Um, I'm messed up, and I belong to a nation that's messed up. And there's a repentance in verse 5. And you know what? When there's repentance, there's a touch in verse 6. It says, and an angel took... Uh, a live coal from off the altar and came and touched my lips. One touch changed his whole ministry. And you know, he responded and he obeyed when he heard the voice, Who will go? And he said, And I said, Here am I, send me. But if he'd never had the empty space, if he'd never changed perspective, he would have never come to that place where he could be released and God could do amazing things in his life you know so these fishermen put out into the deep got this great catch and it had a powerful effect on them and there's so much more there that we could look at but we see peter come into that place of repentance lord i want to change the way i think and jesus said to simon peter simon You know what? Leave all of this and follow me. You think you're doing well catching fish, you will catch men. And you know what? That that word comes down to us today. Wherever we are in Whitburn, uh, here in Driffield, whether in Scotland or England or wherever we may be, God has a work that only you can do. And he comes to us. Let him invade the empty spaces in your life. Let him maneuver you into a position where he speaks clearly into your life. Be prepared. Make sure the nets are clean. And when he speaks, push out. Be willing to obey. And we will see amazing things. You know, what God could do with his church is just absolutely Amazing. You guys are fantastic. Um, and uh, we pray for you uh, regularly. We just love you. Um, and uh, I just want to close in prayer this message right now. Pray with us. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Holy Spirit, we come to you uh, today and we say, come in to our every area of our life. Lord Jesus Christ, we ask you to invade our lives, take up the empty spaces, manoeuvre us, change things in our lives, speak to us that we may know you more and that, Lord God, we will be prepared and ready. Lord, right now, right now, as we're sitting in our homes, Holy Spirit, be at work. We ask this in the wonderful and glorious name of Jesus. Friends, it's been really good to you. We really look forward to coming up and seeing you guys again in Whitburn. We love you. We love you, Stevie and Mary. We love you. And we just ask God to richly bless you in all that you're doing. Thank you so much.
0: That was just such an amazing message uh, from Jamie there. Um, I don't know if any of that resonated with you, it certainly resonated with me. I really felt that some of the things which Jamie shared there have been uh, things which I have been sharing in the life of the church over the last number of months, uh, even going as far back as October, um, 27th of October 2019, when I started to talk about a new season and uh, really shared what I felt God had been uh, saying to me. But Jamie also talked in his message about the empty space, about making room for God and making room uh, for the things that he wants to do. And I believe God wants to do something in this church, but we need to make room for him to be able to do that. You know, somebody said to me years and years ago, it's not about your ability, it's about your availability. And it's so true. We need to make ourselves available to God, to the things that he wants to do, to see the things which God wants to do in and through this church and in this community and the surrounding communities. And so Jamie talked about getting ready. He talked about cleaning the nets. He talked about repentance. He talked about changing our minds. And it's just so important. Um, I don't know if you remember the message where I talked about three decisions that make a difference. And the first point was to clean the nets. The first point was to deal with the things that stink, whether it's in our lives or or in church, or whatever it is. And it's about changing our minds. It's about changing the way we think about those things. And I just wanted to remind us, church, about that message that's so important. And then lastly, Jamie talked about launching into the deep. And I really believe that God has a purpose for this church. I've shared that with the church this year. I've talked about entering into a new season. I've talked about repairing the nets, about making sure that things in the church are right. And it's all been turned up in its head at the moment with lockdown and all these types of things and so i really feel today uh, is a day where if you lead in church in any capacity today is a day where we need to do something different today is a day where we stop uh, dealing with the routine and the normal of lockdown and a day where we begin to look at actually It's time to pick these things up. It's time to to look at how we run with what God is saying as leaders in this church. If you're a leader of a group, leader of a department, if you help in a group, if you're on senior leadership, it doesn't matter. Whatever way that you serve in church, this is the day where we need to actually think and do something different. And so I encourage you to pray to that end. And I just thank Jamie for his prayer there at the end. Um, It was just uh, so apt. Also, thank you to Victoria for her message uh, as well this week. Just so uh, great to hear that story. And really, that's what it's about. It's about life's been changed. It's about life's been transformed. It's about God coming in and changing people. And God can come in and change you. He can change your circumstances. Maybe you've never uh, given your heart to the Lord. You've never surrendered to surrender to, to Jesus before. Uh, we've just been encouraged by hearing about people who uh, have given their lives to Christ Uh, even in the last few months people connected with our church and that's been so encouraging we've been so encouraged to hear about people who've not been in church for a while uh, just really responding to what God is saying and that just excites us it encourages us and it helps us to think about that 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 verse from Galatians about not giving up about how we'll reap a harvest if we don't give up we need to keep going. we need to keep moving forward in this new season and so I encourage us to do that church Let's just pray as we draw our service to a close. Father, we thank you for this incredible message. Father, we just thank you that it speaks into the the very core and uh, heart of our church. It speaks into the very DNA, the very life flow of what the Holy Spirit is saying in this church. And Father, we pray that this word would find a resting place in our hearts. Lord, we pray that it would challenge us this week. We pray that it would uh, just force us to think and to make some decisions and to to do some things differently. And so father we just pray that your hand would be upon this church that you would do a new thing, that you'd continue to pour out your spirit because father we thought last week about how the day of pentecost was a game changer. We need your holy spirit in order to uh, bring the change to the game. Father we are uh, we don't want to be uh, locked into the things of the past, the old way of doing things, but we want to move into the things which you have for us as a church and so father we just pray to that end we pray that you would encourage us that you would challenge us that you would uh that that, that you 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 would convict us if if need be and father help us to just really deal with the stuff in our lives and father we just pray uh that you would give us a your heart uh, for this community and the surrounding communities And so, Father, we just pray your blessing on this church upon every family, upon every household which watches this message, whether they're part of Whitburn Pentecostal Church or not. Lord, we pray your blessing on every family. And, Father, we just thank you for what you're doing. And if you've never made a decision to become a Christian, you've never taken that step to invite Jesus into your life, then today, that can be a day, today can be a day where you do that, where something happens in your life and so we're just going to pray a simple prayer. If you've never prayed this type of prayer before, I invite you to, to pray after me and just to invite God into your life. He can come and he can give you a fresh start. You just give him the keys to the driving seat of your car, as it were, the car of your life. You give him the keys, you ask him to come in and, and just set the direction for your life and allow him to do the driving. And uh, just give him uh, that, that space in your life. You, you create space, as Jamie was talking about, in the message. And so let's just say this little prayer um, just as we close. Dear God, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that he died for my sins. I recognize that I'm a sinner. Yes, I've done good things, but I've also done some things that I'm not so proud of. And I pray that you forgive me. I pray that you make me clean. I pray that you give me a fresh start. I pray that your Holy Spirit comes into my life. And may this be a new day. A day of change. Where I surrender to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. And if you've prayed that prayer, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to help you in your journey as you begin walking the Christian journey. We thank you for listening today. Thank you to everyone who's taken part. Thank you for comments and encouragements. We'd love to hear your feedback. And so just please um, let us know how you're doing. Uh, Get in touch with us. And uh, we just pray blessing on you and your household. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you, make his face shine upon you, to be gracious towards you, turn his face towards you and to give you peace just to be everything that you need this week. In Jesus' precious name, amen.